Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. enjoyed God's Word the last few weeks, right? How many have taken the time to go to podcasts and pick up information, right? More than once, you can go there and pick up messages and go back over messages. And How many are grateful for what the Lord's doing in your life? Yes? How many are grateful for what God's preparing for this house? Amen? Yeah. How many know it's His house? That's where we're going tonight. I've enjoyed being able to receive the word from the various ones that have been speaking, but I'm excited about being able to minister to you tonight God's word. You've come for a special reason because this is his house because we are his people. We are his people because he called us when we did not recognize his voice. And we're responding tonight to his voice. Tonight, I want to uh, turn your attention to Matthew chapter 21. It's one of my favorite stories in God's Word. It's a story that will um, rivet in your hearts tonight. It will explode in your life when you realize that God's kingdom contains one of the greatest tools that the church doesn't always pick up, and it's the power of prayer. I'm fully aware that there are many ministries that are huge and are doing big things, but there's an absence of what he says makes up his house. God's house is made up of prayer. So much so that the Holy Spirit altered what I was going to do tonight, which was part two on the point of reference, Spirit of the Lord has been speaking before the calls came in, before the text messages were arriving, that we are in a critical season in this nation and the nations, and we are being called to prayer. And I got to tell you, what I said to my wife this morning bears repeating. Lazy people normally don't get much done, and lazy Christians get even less done. Because prayer is an artwork. It's work. It has an art form to it. And how God wants to work through our lives is through the power of prayer. The most important thing that you can receive tonight is a new understanding of what it means to be a person who prays. I remember last Sunday coming in to the house and there were requests that were given of situations that were going on. Text messages in the afternoon of an urgency to pray. 
Then during the week, there were requests that came to me at school that there were urgent needs. And then the request has already been covered tonight for Dalton Cannon, who's been a part of this ministry. He's a part of the family. And we don't just want to pray one way. We want to pray according to God's word. If you ever want to know if Jesus had some juice, Matthew chapter 21 will show that Jesus Christ had the ability to turn situations around in a hurry. He's not impressed, nor is he pleased with anything that we do that is not bathed in prayer. Our homes and our lives and this house must be bathed in prayer. Lives are changed. Lives are transformed through prayer. I was talking with one of the district leaders this morning early. He originally is from California, and he was talking about his brother who's going through extreme difficult times with the passing of his daughter, Brittany. And I reassured and said to this co-worker and one of our district leaders, I said, God answers prayer. It doesn't matter how critical the situation. It doesn't matter how desperate the situation. God answers prayer. What we've got to do is become people who pray who don't just pray in facilities, but pray in the temple. Did you know tonight that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So that means you are available to Him at any time so that prayer can come forth from your temple, hitting heaven's throne room and exploding back on earth. God answers prayer. Now you can take tonight and read that entire story And you'll find on the heels of the verses there in Matthew 21 that as soon as he was able to clean up the temple, miracles began to take place. If you want to see the miraculous in your life, let him clean you up and become the person that he's called you to be. And that's a person of prayer. Amen? It was John Wesley who said, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. And God doesn't do a thing except through prayer. I'm inviting this house to begin praying. I don't have any answers tonight on why there's such an urgency, but I sense in my spirit a real urgency for the people of God, not only in this house, but in the body of Christ, that we begin to pray like never before that we pray. In fact, I have chosen the last couple nights and it might be in part to make up for staying up late over the weekend. That might be part of it. But I've been wrapping up my day and closing out the day early. But I'm finding myself awake during the hours of the night, and I am rushed by the Spirit of the Lord in prayer. There's an urgency. And if you're sitting here tonight and you say, you know, I don't sense that at all. I don't feel any need. For prayer, I don't sense that there's anything going on that I should really be coming before the Lord in prayer. I would say that you've not been in the text or you're not refreshing yourself in the text. John Wesley is absolutely true that God does nothing except through prayer. But it was also Andrew Murray who said, the man who mobilizes the Christian church to pray will make the greatest contribution to world evangelization in history. God's calling this house to prayer. That's how the land's going to open up. That's how your needs are going to be met. 
That's how the finances are going to come in. That's how the supernatural will explode in your life. And that's how addictions are going to be broken in the lives of our friends and loved ones and family members of this house. It is through prayer that victory is brought. It isn't through the building of operational things. It isn't through financial gain, but it is through prayer. May I also add tonight, there are many who believe in prayer, but they only pray at one level. How many know that in business, in education, in every phase and facet, there are levels that you can go to? In business, in education, there's levels that you can go to in prayer. But you've got to be an open temple. You can't be a closed temple. What do you mean by that? A closed temple will provide you the ability to pray with your understanding. It'll give you the ability to pray with your intellect. But that isn't where the Spirit dwells. Hello. The Spirit of God does not dwell in your intellect. He will work through your intellect, and He doesn't use your reasoning ability. The Spirit of God dwells within that new nature that spirit that he gave to you. You can actually learn how to pray in the spirit. It will change and transform who you are. It was Ian e. Bounds who said, prayer is not learned in the classroom, but in the closet. So this is not a classroom where I'm wanting you to learn how to pray. I want you to experience prayer. That means you got to be all in. That means you pray when there's a need in your life and there's needs in other individuals. You take the time to pray. I'm saying to you tonight when I show you some scriptures and make some declarations, and you're going to join me in that tonight, that God is calling this house to prayer. Back before many of you even heard of this ministry, we used to meet on Sunday nights at 714 in a little half-shell building on the Manatee Springs Road, and we prayed at 714, and we prayed faithfully Sunday after Sunday in the evening. This is not a mistake. This isn't happen chance for with, what, with what God is doing in this place. It has been bedded in prayer. There has been a birthing process that's been going on for years. I'm calling this house to a time of prayer. And that we will pray not only in our temple, not only in our homes, not only in this house, but we will pray whenever and wherever the Spirit of the Lord beckons us, calls us to intercession. And I got to tell you, it's hard work. Amen? Oswald Chambers, who has written so many books, and one of the favorites would be My Utmost for His Highest, he said, prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. So everything that this ministry is seeing take place is the result of prayer. The most powerful people are those who meet God in the secret place. That's where the power is released. There is so much more that God wants us to walk in. And you will walk at the level and the dimension not only of your faith, but your prayer life. God is looking for a match with who you are in Him by knowing who He is in the secret place. 
And the secret place doesn't have to be a specific location. The secret place actually is who you are on the inside. God is inviting you to explore prayer like you've never prayed before. In Matthew chapter 21, these scriptures I'd like for you to look with me, if you would, please. And the Bible says in verse 12 that Jesus entered the temple and he had to do something when he arrived because it was a mess. How many know that if he doesn't enter into our lives, our lives, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. Our lives are in a mess. I told all of our young men on the heels of what's going on in Gainesville, I said, young men, just because you see something, that doesn't mean you really need that or that it will be good for you. Your eyes are very deceptive. Man, I wish I could talk like that. You can. You'll find it in the secret place in prayer and praying in the power of the Spirit. That's why the Bible says that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Gentlemen, tonight, your eyes will get you in trouble. The enemy will use your natural eye gate to offset who you should be in the spirit. Guard your eye gate. Because what they were seeing isn't what Jesus was seeing. You thought I had drifted. What Jesus saw was a lot more than what they saw. They saw cha-ching, cha-ching, and he saw a wreckage in the house and future wreckage in the house if he didn't go in and clean it up. How many are glad that he began to clean you up? I can't tell you how glad I am for the work that he has begun in my life, but I got to tell you, he's not done. And I need to let you know if he's not done in my life, he's not done in your life. So don't put the broom away. Let the Holy Spirit have access to all the tools in the kitchen of your heart so that he can clean things up at any given time. When prayer is boring to you, that's because you've got robbers in your house. And that house is your temple. And that temple belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know tonight there are no robbers permitted in this house. This house will only rise as far as we go in prayer. We must be men and women of prayer. There is a critical issue going on in this nation, and it's not just in regards to the Middle East and other things that are going on. I'm speaking about our country right now. I'm speaking about the body of Christ right now in this nation. God is inviting the church to stir herself, wake up, and intercede and pray. Not for yourself, not about yourself, but about others. So let me just see if I can get a witness tonight. A few moments ago, uh, before getting back into town, I was with um, Curtis Stacy and some other pastors as we're preparing for next um, Sunday at 4 o'clock, and we began to share, and I had confirmation from several of the men that this is right on point that God is really stirring people to pray. Can I get a witness of how many of you are finding that God is really calling you to 
to a season of prayer. And that doesn't mean you're shutting down your work. And that doesn't mean that you're isolating yourself because I'm not taking time off from work. I'm not isolating myself from my family. But I am absolutely opening up avenues that I didn't even know existed on the inside so that he could refresh me, restill in me a driving force to be a man of prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, God is calling you tonight to prayer. So Jesus walks in, and the first thing he sees isn't what was pleasing to the heart of the Father. How many know that he was the Father's representation on earth? While he was here, he represented what was there. And there's no robbers in heaven, and there shouldn't be any robbers in the house. And we're not talking about people walking in, holding people up with a gun. We're talking about where the enemy comes in and he begins planting things and getting us off course and getting us involved in all kinds of things that has nothing to do with the kingdom and has the absence of prayer. The marriage conference, for those of you that are coming, you should be praying now for next week. You should be singles. You should be praying. Should I be there? Do I need to be there? What is it? that I need to do to be a part of what God's doing. We ought to bathe next weekend in prayer. I mean, every one of you, watch this. How many of you know individuals whose marriages are on the rock? Might be your own tonight. How many know of friends and couples and relatives that need a real resurgent in their marriage where their lives come alive again? Mm -hmm. That's what this conference is about. Because not everybody can go to Gainesville, but everyone can come here, and it's reasonable. But what I'm talking about is not punching the ticket for the marriage conference. I'm speaking to you tonight about interceding. I'm inviting you to pray tonight. Watch this. How many are thankful for a senior pastor tonight? I didn't ask you if you liked me. I said, are you thankful? Okay, watch this tonight. Praying people don't talk. I can always tell a person who's not been in the closet because they chatter. You can't pray the kingdom prayer life of the Son of God and then talk the way the world talks or the way most church people talk. One or the other will dominate. Years ago, his name was Gene Enlow. Many have, have used this phrase beyond just this particular person. He said, there's two dogs inside of every person. The dog you feed is the dog that will grow. It's true. And I am finding that the more that I seek the face of the Lord, the more that I pray and ask Him to clean out the robbers in my life, the less I have to say. The Bible talks about being double-minded. Wishy-washy. You know how that works in the prayer closet? No answers to prayer. I'm not going to ask you how long has it been since you had an answer to prayer. God is hungry to answer your prayer request. But he would love to be able to come into the temple. He would love to be able to come into this house and clean up everything that is unlike him. Because his house is to be called a house of prayer. 
Nothing gives God a black eye quicker than to talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and to have that prayer language, but you are also known as a person in the community that shouldn't be told anything because it will travel so fast. When you talk to Him, He doesn't take what you share with Him and share it with others. Let me put it this way. We talk too much. Now, let me ask you again tonight. How many of you are appreciative for a senior pastor? Again, I'm not even asking if you love me. God's Word says you you should. But a church that talks too much, listen closely, will be open to the robbers of this world. The church is talking too much. I shared with the leadership of this house on Sunday while we were meeting, and I said, I know of a ministry that was extremely large, between eight and a thousand. That ministry no longer exists. When you unplug prayer from the kingdom, it's going down, whatever you're a part of. The last thing we do in the Weber house every morning before I load up and head to Bronson and the rest go where they need to go, we read some scripture and we pray together. And we put on the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. That's so boring. Don't complain when you get shot, spiritually speaking. Don't be concerned with the arrows that are attacking because you're forgetting the basic of life, which is covered by the word, inspired through prayer, and then garnishing the armor. I put it on every day. This house is being called tonight to be a house of prayer. So I'm going to lay this out this evening and then I want you to be ready when the Lord goes through the leadership. We're going to designate a Sunday evening and it's going to be a time of prayer. Let me explain to you something about prayer. When you come to pray, it's time to pray. Example. When we sit down for a meal or we eat all through the house, we're not talking We're eating. When that time comes, I'm going to show you how to actually make prayer work in the house. We'll turn chairs around and have eight or ten people, and you'll begin praying over requests. There'll be another group over here, and the chairs are going to be circled, and they're going to be praying. It's not teaching time. It's praying time. It's crying out. It's interceding. It's praying in the Holy Ghost. I am amazed at how many Christians get bored with praying. But I don't, feel, uh, I don't feel as if they need to be striked or to be uh, challenged with correction. There's only so much you can do with your intellect. But when the Spirit of the Lord, who you have on the inside, is free to roam in the temple, you'll be amazed at the gifts that will begin to explode and you begin to pray like you've never prayed before in a heavenly language. Let's look at that verse once again. You see exactly what was going on in the passage of Scripture. You know how he cleaned everything up. But I want you to look at verse number 13. It says that after he had turned everything over and the money changers were dispensed and the seats that were there and the selling of all the doves were driven out, this is what he said. By the way, he made reference to the Old Testament. 
This isn't the first time that this has been stated. It's actually all the way back in the Old Covenant. And here's what he said. It is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. One of the things that has um, always held me in captivity, in a good sense, is what God has done at Brooklyn Tabernacle. Taking a handful of people, and now it's explosive in that ministry, not only because of fresh fire, but because Jim Cimbala and his wife called that ministry to prayer. I think on Tuesday nights, they're still having prayer sessions, prayer meetings, where people are gathering and they're praying. All the counseling in the world will not break addictions in the lives of our loved ones. But intercession and prayer can deliver individuals who are hung up on drugs, who are hung up on alcohol, who are addicted to sexual sexual behaviors. Intercession, prayer, praying in the Spirit, praying with your understanding. Amen? How everyone's with me tonight? Everybody good? I want to make a declaration over this house tonight as we get ready to move out of Matthew chapter 21. This house, I'm declaring tonight. I am prophetically declaring. This isn't going to be something like you've never heard before. But I want to make sure that after my journey is complete, and I don't see that in the next 24 hours, so don't get nervous. This house will always be a house of prayer. And when I say that, that doesn't mean we are going to be contained to this building because what God has set in motion for this ministry is bigger than your mindset. By the way, your mindset cannot control your prayer life. It will be your prayer life that will launch you out into the deep. People who pray according to their mind are bound in their prayer life. Hmm. Not everything appears on those screens. You've got to be listening. You've got to be in tune. And many people do pray according to their mind, according to their mindsets, according to their intellect, according to their reasoning. But God is inviting us to become people of prayer. Gosh, Pastor, I was hoping that there would be something that would really kind of set my heart ablaze. Something is happening in this nation and God's calling the church all over this nation to a season of in-depth prayer. Praying in the Spirit, praying with your intellect, praying with your natural language, praying with your understanding, but then launching beyond and praying in the Spirit. I declare tonight that this will always be a house of prayer. And some of you that may be thinking outside this room and outside where God really wants you to be have not even grasped how deep that was when I said just a moment ago, this house will always be a house of prayer. If we do not permit the house of prayer to be what God wants it to be, you can forget his presence in this place. You might have names and you may have the latest of whatever is out there. He won't be here. Jesus himself was a man of prayer. If we could be able to figure it out in in the logistics of time, he actually spent more time in the Father's presence in prayer than he did in ministry, the public scene. Jesus was a man of prayer. He's inviting all of us tonight to become people of prayer, to open up every avenue of your life 
and begin praying and interceding, not for yourself only, but for those he brings into your life. That's why I have the courage and the confidence tonight to declare that there will be long life for Dalton Cannon. You can say whatever you want, that's fine. You can speak whatever you want, that's fine. But when it's not in alignment with the Word of God, that won't work. I'm speaking and declaring tonight that that young man will live a long life and it will be a prosperous life. You know why? Because I know where to meet him in the secret place. Meeting him would be Jesus Christ. This house tonight is being called to be a house of prayer. In Isaiah chapter 56 and verse 7, this is where Jesus was speaking. How many know that he never spoke out of the cultural setting that he was in? How many know that he never talked out of the circumstances that he was facing? He always spoke in reference to what his father was saying. In Isaiah chapter 56 and verse 7, it says, Even those I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful, and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all the people. This is a house of prayer. Not only is it a house of prayer for us, but it's a house of prayer for others. Gosh, you know what? This isn't where I want to be. Gosh, this isn't the kind of message I want to hear. That's exactly why I'm preaching it, so you will be found out. So that you will be found out. So that you can get on your horse and keep traveling. Because this is a house of prayer. This is a house of prayer. There is victory for those who wait upon the Lord. Only those who learn to wait upon the Lord will know what it means to walk in victory because prayer will bring you to a place where you're waiting on His response. This house is not only a house of prayer for us, but it's a house of prayer for others. Amen? In Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 11, Jeremiah says, Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your sight? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, declares the Lord. How many know that we're real good at hiding? We've been practicing it since the fall. Human nature. But how many know that Jesus sees it all? He sees everything. We can have, and I'm not saying that we're not, okay? We can have the greatest services and an exploding youth ministry, but that's all surface if it's not bathed and birthed in prayer. Because as quick as they came in, they'll go out if there's not prayer. Lives are changed through prayer. And I want you to know tonight that our Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father, He's watching this this evening. He can see across the nations, but He also has an eye specifically tonight on these moments before we close. In just a few moments, we're going to close, and I'm going to invite you into a season of prayer in this house. I'm going to give you an opportunity to get with others and begin praying. Because, see, I don't want you just to hear the Word. I want you to practice the Word. 
man, that makes me feel uncomfortable, then here's what I would encourage you to do. So that you get comfortable, get in the secret place so that he can build you up on your most holy faith and you will begin feeling much more comfortable praying with others. Amen? So the Lord can see tonight. He can see if this is a front. He can see if I'm merely giving what he told me to give and that I'm going to walk away from this and not pick it up. I'm sensing in my spirit tonight, church, that God is calling us to prayer. And as we begin to pray and we will be earnest in our prayers, we're going to see more and more breakthroughs. Don't limit God. Only those who do not pray limit God. You sure we really need that much property? You're listening to a person who's not praying. I don't know how God's going to take care of all of this. That's a person who's not praying. Don't you realize that we're living in a very rural area and that the majority of people live below the poverty line? How do you expect? That's a person who's not praying. If you have time to hear from them, you better reduce that and put your ear heavenward where you have time for him. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. And it's your choice and it's my choice who surrounds your life and who speaks and who's not speaking. Amen? The declaration out of Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 11 that the Spirit of the Lord gave to me is this. This house will never be a den for worldliness. I have gone through some worldly churches and they're cool and they're flashy and they got the hip and they got the hop. They've got all of that stuff. But you talk about worldliness, it's all over the place. This is not that type of house. This is not a worldly house. This is a word-saturated house. And when I say word, I'm talking about prayer-like word, where we are speaking and praying and standing steadfast. Dalton shall live and see the salvation of the Lord. Rod Smith will be delivered and he will see the salvation of the Lord. And on and on I can go from right up here. Y'all good with that? I mean, I shouldn't change in here the way I am in my home. Lavelle's business will prosper and it will be successful and it's going to reach way beyond what he's thinking right now. He's one of those individuals that's been on my mind this week. It's like, okay, God, next. And he keeps bringing a per- that same person back. This is how God wants our world to be shaped through the power of prayer. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. The Apostle Paul says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. You can always tell those who are watchful and prayerful, they're thankful. Come on, church. Look at your text. Look at the scripture. Those who are praying, listen, they are watchful and they're thankful. Even when the storms are coming in, they still have and they carry a sense of thanksgiving, knowing that he will bring them through. Confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you, he will perfect it. 
So the declaration tonight is this. This is a house that will always be watchful and will always be prayerful. We will watch and we will pray over the lives that God brings into this house. And let me tell you, that will destroy your prayer life real quick. Well, Father, I thank you that you've given me a watchtower, and I thank you, Lord, that as a watchman on that tower, I thank you that I'm watching out over the people of God. And oh, by the way, have you noticed what I've seen? And then out it goes into the social network. That is not the purpose of prayer. That is not the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He will unplug you quicker than you can text. When God calls you to watch, that doesn't mean that you are then to take and share with everybody what you're seeing. But you go right back into the throne room and you begin to intercede. You begin to pray until the victory has been won. Amen? This is a house that will watch and pray. In Psalm 118 and verse 5, listen to what the psalmist said. I called upon the Lord in distress. And the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. This is nothing tonight in regards to what God is getting ready to do. But listen, it is through prayer that you will be tested. It will be through prayer that you will be challenged. It's going to be through prayer that you will advance. Some of you enjoy the gym. Some of you work early in the morning. Some of you go mid-morning. Some of you go in the evening. Your shape will never change until you make changes. Your faith will never explode until you push it beyond where it's been. And I did say you have to push it. There has to be a cooperation between you and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The declaration that I want to make over this house tonight is this. This is a house that will call upon our God. This is a house that will call upon the name of the Lord. In just a few moments, we're going to put you in groups where you can just begin to get to know each other for a moment, and then you're going to begin to pray. You're going to begin to pray about situations in that group. But I've got to give you a warning from the Lord tonight. God has not given you freedom or the privilege or access to take information and spill it outside these walls. That's a robber. That's a robber. When we go before the Lord on a situation, for a situation, for an individual, and we take that before the throne room, we leave it in the throne room. And we don't go out and buy coffee and, and, and mocha drinks and all those other good things out there and sit and then get together and talk about, gosh, I didn't know that was going on. That's a robber. You're, you're talking to, ooh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. You're, you're listening to a robber. How many of you want to stay here if you know your senior pastor is doing the very thing I'm talking about? I don't do that. I don't practice that. When you ask me to pray and you ask me to intercede, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And it doesn't become a topic of conversation. If you are that kind of person, you are a robber. What has happened in the ministry of the body of Christ is this. We have invited the culture into the kingdom. But we must counter the culture, counter it with kingdom principles. How would you like for Jesus to fly loose on everything he knows about you? Would you appreciate that? 
How long would you like to stay by his side? Not too long. But you know what? He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. What we are seeing in this house tonight is this. God is getting ready to raise up some incredible prayer warriors, people who will absolutely stay the course in the lives of loved ones until the strongholds have been broken and young people go free and those things of the past have been absolutely done away with. It's coming. Give the Lord praise in the house tonight. Two verses to go, and then we're going to break into small prayer groups. We're going to have an instrumental piece playing while you gather, and you're going to be able to pray. Here's what I said to my wife the other day. I'm amazed how God has given to us the ability to talk, and oh, how we do talk. But call people to prayer, and they'll stand there and look at each other like, God, I don't know what to do. That tells me everything. That tells me, well, I'm shy. Really crap. I don't believe that. The devil is a liar. We're only shy when it comes to the things of the kingdom. You know why? Because we haven't done much more than just entered into the kingdom. We're not shy about getting into the things of the world, are we? We jump in, don't we? But oh, how we just kind of linger. And the Bible says Lot's wife lingered. Be real careful with that. This is a house that does not linger. We know that we have been called to a season of prayer. Two scriptures, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. I will therefore that men pray everywhere. Uh-oh, lifting up holy hands. Well, that, that's embarrassing, not in the kingdom. It's not embarrassing in the kingdom for men to raise up holy hands. Men, have you heard just recently in this house that you are the covering In your home, you are the covering in the home. God didn't call for the ladies to be the covering. They carry the glory, the goodness of God. Men are the covering, so the goodness stays in the house. I'm speaking to men tonight, men who are going to become men of prayer. Do not be ashamed to raise your hands as men of faith. And the declaration is, the house will always have men who lift up holy hands. That means long after my life is complete and my journey has been finished, there are going to be some of you that will remember this night and there are going to always be men in this house. When God moves us out of here, you're going to see men raising their hands in holy adoration to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. These will be men of prayer. And the last scripture, Acts chapter 9 and verse 40. And Peter put the widows all out of the room, and he knelt and prayed. Translated, he got rid of all the robbers, because there were a lot of crybabies in there about Tabitha. And they were whining and wooing and booing, all of that stuff. I I know it sounds harsh, doesn't it? But if you're going to see the supernatural, you can't keep the robbers in your life. I don't want to be a person that talks about the supernatural. I want to walk in the supernatural. No robbers in my heart. No robbers in my home. No robbers in this house. Amen? Come on, church. And after he had taken care of that situation, he knelt and he prayed and he spoke directly to the body. 
So maybe you felt like, you know, that was a little bit out of line tonight, Pastor. You just simply said, and he's out in Nebraska. You simply said, Dalton will live and see the salvation of the Lord and that God is going to completely restore him and he's going to be a young man that will walk in the glory and the goodness of God and he's going to be a testimony. I'm doing exactly what he did in the book of Acts. I'm inviting you to do that tonight. So we're about ready now to um, break into small groups and close the service in prayer. But here's what I know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're not on open display for you to be on show. I can point you to Hollywood. I can point you to Disney World. If that's who you are, you're a robber in the kingdom. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. um, They are inside my life, but they're not on display for you to prove that I am who I said that I am. And they're not for show so that you walk out of here going, whoa. That's not the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is for you to be actively involved in seeing people released. Boy, if the church could get that right, there would be more who would be teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Tonight, what I want you to do is this. If you operate in the gifts, rather than putting them in display for people who you're going to be praying with, pray quietly in the Spirit. Well, if you can't do that, then let me see you out in the community. Do it out in the community. See how that works for you. Ooh, he's for real. Do you think I go to that school, the academy in Bronson, and I walk around praying in tongues where they can hear me? You know how destructive that can be to kids who have no clue so that they can, well, that's, God called me. Are you serious? Really? You could become a robber in the kingdom, putting things on display for your own glory. Not in this house. And I believe in all of the gifts. But you know what? God didn't call me to be offensive to people. Just so that they can go, wow, you got something I don't have. I want us to take a few moments and I want you to pray. If you are full of the Holy Ghost and you have been gifted with a heavenly prayer language, pray silently, pray quietly, pray softly. Don't take it over. That's called praying in the Spirit, quietly, softly. But we're going to pray. We're going to get you to break up, and we're going to let you share for a few moments. And I want you to pray for situations, things that are going on right now. And then you've got to have a level of expectation that God is going to answer prayer. And I want to make that declaration tonight. Because the last 10 minutes, that's what we're going to do. And how many know tonight That if we get all juiced up with the Holy Spirit in here, how many know tomorrow's coming? I need to know you got juiced tomorrow. I get real nervous around people who get all juiced up today and you look at them tomorrow and they got a flat tire. What happened to all that juice? Oh, you were a robber. You were putting something on display. You were showing off. Aren't you glad for a senior pastor tonight? Because see, tomorrow I need juice. I've got three key players out tomorrow. 
team members with about 100 kids that are kind of like, Jesus, help me. I don't need to be in here to the late hours trying to show you something when I need that tomorrow. What is he talking about? Jesus Christ lived a balanced life. Balance yourself. Those of you that absolutely walk in the depths of the Spirit, balance yourself. Think about what it was like for you when you were starting out in the Spirit. You once too were brand new in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen? You guys got that? This is a house of prayer. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray. I'm going to close the message, and then I'm going to, as soon as we're done, I'm going to let you know, here's a group, there's a group, like there's a group, there's another group, and there's a group, and, and there's two groups here, and, and that's a group. And I want you to take the last eight or seven minutes, and I want you to pray. I want you to get with individuals and ask each other, what is an urgent need tonight? And I speak, I speak, Expectation, 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 expectation. Answers to your prayers. I'm declaring tonight that when you pray, God answers prayer. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for the privilege to carry what you put inside of me tonight, that this house will be a house of prayer. And that these temples that you dwell in, we are men and women of prayer. I thank you now. We're going to capture some specific requests and we're going to see you in a divine way answer those requests and we're going to have praise reports and individuals are going to give testimony. Look what the Lord has done. I declare and decree tonight that we are men and women of prayer and this is a house of prayer. And I thank you in Jesus' name for the answers that are now being delivered. And God's people said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.